Our text this Christmas morning is Luke chapter 2, verse 10. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Good news of great joy. Christmas time is a time of great joy, and it's wonderful how uh, everything that we do uh, around Christmas uh, points to that. Uh, all the preparations that we make uh, to get ready for this day uh, point to the fact that we're celebrating great joy. It's not a time of sadness or, or being morose, it's a time of joy. Uh, families coming together, uh, special gestures of goodwill uh, to those who are less fortunate. Uh, the, the very kind of chaos in our houses, the, the smell of, of pine from uh, Christmas trees and so on. Uh, it's a special time of year. And we're remembering the fact that there was a baby born one day in Bethlehem who launched a new star in the sky and set the angels singing for joy. It's a message of great joy. And joy is that deep inner feeling that we have uh, when our soul is, as it were, lit up with sunshine. Uh, in the Bible, it's more than happiness. Uh, it's uh, something which is deep-rooted. Uh, it is not easily dislodged by our circumstances. It depends upon something which God has placed there. And God himself is a God of joy. And all of God's great acts are associated with joy. When God made the world, when he made the universe, uh, he made it and he stepped back and he said, this is good. And we can uh, understand a, a registering of joy in his heart at what he had made. In Job we read that uh, the angels uh, sang together. Uh, and uh, Sorry, all creation and the morning's the morning stars sang together, rather, and all the angels shouted for joy when God made uh, the worlds. And at the birth of his son on earth, uh, the angels are set a singing for joy. Now, often uh, we have our, humanly speaking, we have our greatest moments of joy when they follow on uh, bad stuff, when bad things happen to us, and then uh, we have good news. Uh, that comes to us with greatest effect. Just imagine that uh, a household has been given a, a, a puppy, a cute puppy, and everybody is doting upon this, this puppy. And then, tragedy, the puppy gets lost, and nothing is heard uh, or seen of this wonderful little pup for day after day. And everybody gets really uh, worried and uptight, and the usual uh, posters and notices are placed where he might have been. Uh, we hear about uh, big dogs going around that uh, might have been vicious and done uh, harm to, to this little lost puppy. The days passed, everybody's in deep gloom. And then uh, one uh, evening, a little puppy yelp is heard in the garden, and you go, crazy, running uh, to the back door to see if it's true, this puppy has indeed returned. And that's a pretty poor and a very uh, tiny 
uh, illustration of the, the great joy that God brought about after a great deal of sorrow. Uh, Isaiah prophesied that it was the people who dwelt in darkness who saw a great light. And there was a long time of darkness and silence from God. The, the last book of the Bible, Malachi, the last time when God spoke to the people of Israel. And then for over 400 years, there is silence, nothing from the Heavenly Father through his prophets. And as well as that, the people in Israel had lived, lived under foreign domination of different kinds. There had been uh, Greeks and Syrians and then Romans. And they had got used to being the underdog. They had got used to uh, the, the troops that tramped down uh, the streets of their capital city and of having taxes uh, exacted from them and given to a foreign power. And on that night, when God took flesh, the angels said that there was joy, great joy, coming to the people. Why was that? Why was that? Why was there joy at the first Christmas and joy today? Three reasons. Take them uh, in reverse order uh, to what the angels uh, intimated. First of all, a Messiah has been born. A Messiah has been born. That was an amazing piece of news for the shepherds. Uh, the promised Messiah had come. He is Christ, the Christ, the Messiah, the Lord. This is the person that these shepherds, along with all their fellow Israelites, had been promised for centuries. Uh, he is the person around whom the whole of the Old Testament uh, forms. It's all pointing towards his coming. Uh, from the very beginning of our Bibles, in the story of the Garden of Eden, there's the promise that God will send someone who will crush the head of the serpent. There are promises of a great prophet who will come, uh, who will be greater than Moses, a great king who will be greater than David, and so on. And everybody has been looking forward to the coming of this Messiah. Can you imagine if all through your life you had been prepared to meet a mysterious person who would change your life and millions of others at his coming. And each month in your life, there were more clues given uh, to help you build up a picture of what this coming stranger would be like. And you learned as you grew up that uh, he would be a great and a strong and a powerful leader. And you begin to think of a great general at the head of an army. But you're also told that he will be kind and he'll be protective and gentle and you're thinking of a great father. And you're told that he will be wise and he will instruct you. And you're thinking of the best teacher you've ever known. And then there are times in your life you think that you've actually met this person, he's come along and you've been desperately disappointed because it's not been the promised person. All your life, You've been building up to the moment when you will meet this most perfect stranger who will transform your life. 
Or imagine you've been working on a jigsaw puzzle. You've got a big jigsaw puzzle on the coffee table in the house at the moment. But imagine uh, a really big project, one that took m weeks to, to make. <coughs> Picture of a person, a majestic person, but there are still pieces missing. There's no face yet, and without the face, you've only uh, hints at the majesty of this important individual. You don't know whether the face is kind or stern. And now someone comes telling you that they have the final pieces. And this is the moment, this is the moment, folks, when the stranger arrives, when the final piece of the puzzle is put in place, when the hands on heaven's clock strike the hour. Like the carol puts it, strikes for us now the hour of grace. This is history's great moment. There are great moments in history of different kinds. There have been great people who have walked onto the stage and there have been turning points in their lives. Julius Caesar crosses the Rubicon. Alexander the Great conquers the world. Napoleon comes on the stage and is defeated at his Waterloo and so on. But there was never a moment such as this because this is the moment that divides history. Divides it from the time when it was before Christ to the time that we live in, the year of our Lord. And even the humanists who want to do away with all uh, that reminds them of a God to whom they are accountable can't get away from it. Uh, you know, you talk about the common era. We're still talking about Christ who has divided history. This is the moment when history is divided because the Messiah has come. But even more wonderful is the news the angel gave of what the Messiah will do. He would be a saviour. A saviour is born for them and for us. And you know, we only, we only appreciate what a saviour is when we know that from which we need to be saved. And put simply, our, our problem is that we were created for joy. We were created to find delight in God's company. Uh, the psalmist, for example, writes with longing, I will go to the altar of God, to God my joy and my delight. We were created for joy. And if you don't know God, you don't know joy, because you can't find joy outside that relationship with God. And sin keeps us from getting near to God. Use your imagination again. Think about, uh, think about a, a boy uh, who falls out with his dad on Christmas morning. I hope this is not too easy uh, for some of us to think about. But think uh, about a boy who has fallen out. He didn't get what he wanted as a Christmas present. He ran out of the house slamming the door and shouting, I am never coming back and walks into the snow. And it's quite pretty at first, but very cold. And uh, as he gets further and further away from the house, he meets up with some uh, other boys, uh, not necessarily the best company, these boys that he meets up with, because some of them have bought some cheap wine and they're going to uh, really run riot this Christmas day. And they decide that they're going to have a bit of fun and they're going to go and they're going to annoy some old people who live on their own. And so they get snowballs and they start throwing snowballs at uh, some old ladies who are clearing their driveways. 
and they go and they set fireworks off beside dog kennels. And generally they make a real nuisance of themselves. The boy who's run away from his, his dad tries to convince himself that he's having fun. I mean, this is, this is great. This is daring. This is living life. But he's not so sure about it. And uh, as he sees occasionally the, the lights of his own house, he wonders what is going on there. And he looks back and sees that his cousins are arriving and the house is filling up. And he wonders to himself, has anybody even noticed that I'm not here? And as he's thinking these thoughts, he hears his name called out. And his elder brother has come looking for him. He's coming over to him. And he's reaching out his hand. And the boy realizes that he needn't stay away. There's a welcome for him back home. That is what the coming of his brother means. They're missing him. He's relieved. They trudge back through the snow together. And in the doorway of the house, there's this the most welcome sight because there is his father, not looking stern and ready to smack him, but with arms wide open, ready to receive him. That's what a saviour means. We have a saviour sent by a heavenly father to welcome us. He came seeking us that we might be brought back home. The triathlon is one of the most grueling of all sports. Uh, there are various formats uh, for the triathlon, but uh, it always has uh, swimming and cycling and running. And in the Olympic version, I think it's 1,500 metres of swimming, 40 kilometres, 40 kilometers of cycling and 10 kilometers of running and it's completely sequential so there's no break you just go from one to the next grueling and for a number of years the the triathlon the world of world of triathlon has been dominated by two brothers from yorkshire uh, the brownlees brothers jonathan and alistair brownlee uh, alistair won the gold medal at the last two Olympics. And this year his, his brother Johnny was in contention for the world title. And I'm sure most of us remember the, the scene that we're going to see now on this next video clip. Uh, one of the most poignant uh, memories from 2016 when uh, we saw a brother helping out his brother who had fallen. champion carries his younger brother towards the podium. 
Well, it wasn't the most auspicious way to cross the line, but he came in. The, the record books will show that Jonathan Brownlee came in second in that race. And I think the point that we want to take home with us is that this was an act of sacrifice by his brother Alistair. Alistair was going to win that race. He had already beaten the South African who, went, who overtook him to win that race. It was his for the taking, but self-sacrificially, he helped his brother across the line. Isn't that a picture of what our elder brother has come to do? In sacrificing himself on the cross of Calvary, he brings us across the line. He brings us home to the Father. Joy because a Savior has come. And then the last part uh, of this good news which uh, brings joy is that it would be for all the people for all the people. Uh, he is born to you, the angels say, uh, to the shepherds. Uh, we're just talking uh, before the service started about uh, the, the fact that shepherds aren't the, the kind of romantic figures that they have become uh, through Victorian literature and so on. They were the, the rough and ready cowboys of the day. They moved around, and so they were always treated with suspicion. They were on the edge of society. Uh, they were the bottom of the heap, but it's to the angels that, to the shepherds rather, the angels come and tell that a saviour has been born to you and to all the people. It's not wonderful, the comprehensiveness of the invitation, of the joy, that this is good news, not for a little clique, not even for a nation but for all peoples and all kinds of people. I remember when, uh, when we were changing the name of the church uh, at Toddlers once, uh, a father was remarking on the, the, the name change and what we had been known as before, we had been West Free Church. And he said, I thought that name meant that it was a church for people from the West Highlands. I'm glad we changed <laughs> Because that would have been exactly a, a, a non-gospel message to give. Because the gospel is for all people. People from Blair Hill and Calder Crooks and Darcheri and all parts of our community. People uh, who are very religious and who have grown up from uh, earliest days knowing the Bible. And people who are, are skeptical and, and who come and they, they've come from a, a kind of negative position, but they hear about the Saviour. People who have been uh, made to see that they need to be humbled, to reckon that they don't get to heaven by their own efforts of being good or nice or religious or whatever. That there is a Saviour who takes them as they are, but loves them too much to leave them where they are. This is a message of joy, because it's a message for you, and for me, and for all kinds of people. This morning, 
if you're not a Christian, you can place your trust in Jesus Christ, who has come to be the Savior of sinners. And if you will place your trust in Jesus, he will save you from your sin. He will not exclude anyone. He will receive you as you are. What a way to celebrate Christmas, to begin a new life with Jesus as Savior. Joy to the world indeed. May God bless his gospel to us. Well, we're not going to close with joy to the world, uh, but we are going to close with angels from the realms of glory. Wing your flight o'er all the earth, heralds of creation story. Now proclaim Messiah's birth. Come and worship Christ the newborn King.